welcome to the What's On at Cineworld podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. And I'm Laurie Blake. Because Luke Owen, DAD, as we're recording this, is in the process of debuting The Baby. Oh, Yeah. So he's going to be away what for a slacker. Uh, what a four slacker. weeks. Yeah, I know. Like bring a, bring a life into this world. Just where's the priorities? Well, we're bringing a life into this world. It's called this podcast. If this is our baby. Yeah, if Ghostbusters Afterlife was coming out in two weeks, I guarantee you he would be back to review that show. Mm. Or asking his wife to, to hold it in. I think you can do that with a baby. <laughs> anyway, we are here, of course, a little bit of exclusive podcast content. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the What's On at Cineworld podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And we will be going through your YouTube comments from last week, which was an episode I was too ill to record. So it was you and Luke, and you spoke about what could this insane post credit scene be for Venom Let There Be Carnage? We'll be going through those comments after our main feature today. On this week's show, has the Flash movie's villain been revealed as evil Batman? We'll go through the latest releases, include The Many Saints of Newark. And we're running down the rest of this year's huge releases, like Bond. James Bond. But to open things off, we've got our big movie news discussion point. It's Batman related, but it's not the Batman solo movie. It's about the Flash... But it's got Batman in, two Batman, Batman who aren't in the solo Batman movie. I'm going to flash an image up for you. Literally, here's the flash. That was a flash of the image. This Stop is the flashing d- me, Ollie. There it is. It's a flash image. Interesting thing to note in that image, though, is that's not that's not a flash outfit, is it? What? It's a you bat flash. That quick it's a, flash. It's, it's a bat flash, Ollie Davis. It's a bat flash. So that I'm going to leave the image up on screen a little bit longer. Let's describe it for audio-only listeners. It's a Batman-like chest, the armoured chest bit with the Batman emblem, but it is spray-painted red with the yellow flash lightning bolt down the middle of it. And this is Keaton's uh, bat suit. This is the mm. Batsuit from the 1980 film. This was posted up by a- uh, Andy Muschietti, the director of The Flash. He shared it on Instagram. And it could just be a teaser of the fact that we, you know, from from what we've heard, Batman is going to be appearing. Multiple versions of Batman will be appearing in the Flash movie. So this could just be a teaser that suggests, hey, it's Batman and it's the Flash. He's already posted up images of chest plates of the Flash and, and Batman and stuff to tease the movie anyway. So it could just be a continuation of that. Or it could be a spoiler for something that happens in the film. So that some people have been suggesting that this could be, um, there could be a moment at which 
uh, Barry Allen loses his suit and needs to get a new one and and borrows one from Michael Keaton's Batman and then has to obviously, but he's not a Batman, is he? So he's going to have to spray paint his suit so people so people don't go, oh look, there's a fast Batman over there. That's confusing. He needs to paint it red and spray a little lightning bolt on it. So people go, ah, it's the Flash. I understand now. The lightning bolt signifies the Flash. To to my knowledge, you need a specially designed suit to run at supersonic. <laughs> is, it, flash is, that level of the, is that because of the chafing? Yes. <laughs> is it just chafing? <laughs> The it's nips. it's like um it's a lot like the suits from Dune, but it's just putting vas it's just pumping Vaseline inside. I don't constantly. think that's red spray paint. I think that is some nipple openage from all the chafe. <laughs> oh. I've run a marathon, but it will just it will tear off you. You need and you you can't run as fast from the law from the comics. Barry Allen has or, or whatever Flash has a very specific suit which is designed to not only not tear off of him, but it helps him go faster. It's like a, a lubricant wearing this very skin-tight mm. suit that he has. So that could happen. You know, get the montage of we need to make a new suit with like a, you know, hammering in and then the spray paint. Looks good, kid. Go get them for me. Or wild speculation time. It's an obscure villain, which is evil Batman. This isn't my theory. It's been pointed out by a few others based on this image. But have you are you familiar with DC's metal? We already know that the Flash movie is going to lean into the multiverse element of DC. So that's, you know, multiple dimensions, different versions of characters, as we can already see in two different versions of Batman here. You're going to have Batfleck and Michael Keaton Batman, apparently. Marvel are only just getting to this multi-dimensional thing now with their multiverse and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man No Way From Home. But DC seeming to be building it in from the third start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a few, there's been a few full starts. Yeah. Uh, but it allows for stuff like... Times. Yeah, the James Gunn. It allows for things like Joker, Whackin' Phoenix's Joker, to exist in the same multiverse as the more overtly superhero action film films being made here. So you've got the multiverse. We already know the multiverse is going to be a part of the story because it's going to be heavily leaning on Flashpoint, a beloved story where Barry Allen goes back in time to save his mum from being killed. But that starts a whole like nightmarish alternate timeline where everyone's at war. Now, what metal does is... It steals 2000 AD's storyline from 40 years ago. What it does completely originally is going, you've got this multiverse here, but then underneath there's a dark multiverse. And there's oh, evil no. versions of just Batman. Just, just a whole, it's, yeah. A flock of Batman. pretty much exclusively Batman. <laughs> But it has created like one of the best Batman villains in years, uh, the, the Batman Who Laughs, which is just sort of a ripoff of the 2000 AD character Judge Death from 40 years ago. Completely original design of like the thing here and there's the big smile. It's very cool. It's like Joker, if Joker infected Batman and Batman became Joker. Anyway, Red Death is one of those bad Batman. And it is where... I got his bio up. He kills Flash, 
chains him to the hood of the Batmobile and drives fast enough on the cosmic treadmill to blend Barry Allen's speed force powers to his own, but also trapping Barry's consciousness inside Bruce Wayne's head. Sounds like exactly the sort of thing that's very simple to explain. It didn't take <laughs> it didn't take three minutes of time on just this show, and will be I, I'm assuming dealt with incredibly quickly in, in this film. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's too complex for the Flash? All you need is this. Look, evil, Do you think? evil Batman version of the Flash. That's what I get there. That's true. I, I guess you could. I guess he could appear in a way that doesn't involve having to do the whole backstory and you can kind of just have it as a nod to fans. And and if it's, it depends if he's the main villain, because obviously everyone's sort of positing that reverse flash is probably going to be the, the major villain in the flash, but this could be one of those interesting things of like, it could almost be like a time hopping sequence where we see mm. Keaton, we see Batfleck. Like we're going to obviously mix and match different times as he sort of uses the speed force to time travel. So it could be something that just pops up very briefly as like a little nod to fans. Uh, or it could be the main villain. I don't know. I, I What would you prefer? I'll tell you who I prefer. I got this picture up specifically for you. I don't know if you're aware of B-Rex, the robot Batman Tyrannosaurus Rex love it. from this storyline. Oh, I love is, it so much. Yes, and that is uh, uh, the, the T-Rex from the Batcave made into a robot sentient version of Batman. If Suicide Squad can have a giant starfish, surely the Flash can have a robot dinosaur Batman. Well, but for what I would prefer, if you if you bring in uh, a whole multiverse of dark, evil Batman, which is what Red Death would do, that doesn't sound like a Flash movie to me. It sounds like a Batman movie to me. <laughs> It's so too complex for a Batman movie. It's not. It's not gritty enough, Ali. It's not. It's not grounded and gritty. We want to see him doing detective work, being a That's policeman. A multiverse. I can't wait. Yeah, for I that. guess. <laughs> do, do you want to have a look at? Because there is some news on the Batman movie. The Batman. Course, yeah. So I think that's. I can't. I've lost track of when these are out, but we've got our first look at the Batclaw here. I'm I'm more interested in the amount of stuff on this editing desk, but um, yeah, this was uh, <laughs> this was posted up, wasn't it, for uh, for Batman Day? Um, mm. And yeah, it's a it's a very messy desk, but um, and it was Matt Reeves posted it saying, "Pop my head out of uh, the editing room for a moment to say Happy Batman Day." Uh, can't wait to share more in four weeks from Fandome. Um, but then this picture was on the screen at the time, and it kind of reveals the sort of gadgets that Batman is going to be using. In the film, or is it the? Is he going to be referred to as the Batman? So every time someone says Batman, what's going on? He goes uh, the Batman. Well, I think maybe they'll have to if they're going to have so many evil Batman from another universe. Like which Batman is that one? Oh, oh, that's I'm the, I'm the, the Batman. Batman. Uh, and we also saw a look at Catwoman from the movie. Here she is, Zoe Kravitz in costume. She just got sort of a sort of a, a balaclava, um, mm. but I think it's it's quite a cool costume. It's, it's definitely yeah. just giving off cat burglar vibes, and with emphasis on burglar. It's it's definitely more realistic uh, if mm. the Batman is going in that direction. But yeah, as you can see from the fandom uh, little logo there, sixteenth of October is when we're going to get the next the Batman trailer. Looking forward to it. 
Oh, I'm massively looking forward to it. I think I think it looks really good so far. I think the kind of like focus on the detective aspect of the world's greatest detective is going to be really fun to see. I think it's interesting though that all the Batman films go, they become more and more like Batman's really the odd one out in Gotham. Like as as they strip away the kind of um colorful cast of criminals and make them more sort of grounded batman looks like an absolute weirdo compared like with catwoman <laughs> catwoman's just a woman now in black with like a balaclava and yeah. it's just like and then this guy fully dressed as a bat <laughs> he just looks mental well let us know what you guys think of the red death possibilities in the comments below and we'll answer them on the podcast But what about the movies released this week, Laurie? But, but what about them, Molly? What's coming out? Well, obviously, we've got No Time to Die next week, and then there's Dune coming up later. But right now, we've actually got one of my most anticipated movies for the rest of the year, The Many Saints of Newark, which is a Sopranos prequel, the beloved TV show, The Sopranos. I love it. It's one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Really was behind the shift to the modern american quality television drama um but yeah it's already so it's out now so everybody go and see it if you're a fan of the sopranos and it's getting some pretty good reviews as well so uh, the independence review said the many saints of newark is both instantly recognizable and somehow unplaceable it's fierce and brilliant too a work that both expands and complicates the sopranos cultural legacy mm-hmm. and the telegraph added sinewy and smart it's a rich imaginative leap into the prehistory of an iconic show and a rare instance of the big screen doing right by the small and i think that's like as a sopranos fan i think a lot of people are going to be like will it undermine all the great tv show stuff and will it be a good movie like that's the big complication when you're adapting stuff from tv to film and both of those reviews are like yep both both boxes ticked. And of course, like, you know, this is a good year for this because many Saints of Newark uh, adaptation of Sopranos. But also, you know, like, it's still out in cinemas, the Paw Patrol movie. In terms of <laughs> the great... <laughs> the truly great. The I great know, TV to big screen I know quite a few toddlers that would agree with you on that one, Holly yeah. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we've got the Lord of the Rings trilogy being re-released in both normal screens and IMAX. So you can relive the Lord of the Rings trilogy on the biggest of the big screens. Lord of the Rings is one of those one of those film franchises that that was made for the big screen. Ideally the biggest screen of all. It's it's full of grandiose sweeping landscapes huge battles all that kind of stuff that the the kind of bigger screen size is going to give you even more ability to sort of see that finer detail that you know the composition in the film is incredible and like there are so so many extras and characters on screen at once that yeah i think imax is only going to make that a more enjoyable experience Also out now, we've got Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's available in IMAX 4DX if you want the absolute crazy thrill ride of your seat moving and sort of lights flashing at you as the movie plays on. And super screen. 
We've also got Malignant, Cop Shop, Respect, Free Guy, and the Poor Patrol movie, if oh, that takes your fancy movie. and you've got kids. Yeah. And also another re-release, which is a pretty good primer for what's going to happen next month, is the 1984 absolutely bonkers David Lynch adaptation of Dune. Dune. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is exactly the sort of thing you want to go and watch and be like, okay, well, this is how it was done the first time, and then next month you can see the kind of the new vision with all the updated effects and and Denis Villeneuve's like oof put onto it. I'm I'm so I can't wait for Dune. Like the the, the main selling point of watching Dune eighty four in the cinema is just so I can get a bit of Dune right now because mm. I, it's. I'd said many Saints of Newark is one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and it is, but Dune tops it. We've spoken about Dune. We've already mentioned No Time to Die. It is a freaking packed rest of the year because, you know, we've had a year and a half where not much came out and it's all been shoved into the last quarter of 2021. We've already had Shang-Chi, which is out now still. Venom 2 is coming out. The Eternals, Spider-Man No Way From Home. The Kingsman, Dune, we've already mentioned. The Matrix, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Everything is coming. And you can get a special three-month trial of the Cineworld Unlimited card just from $9.99 a month. And you can go and watch unlimited movies in the cinema, get discounts on drinks and concessions and stuff like that as well. Usually you have to commit to a whole year term, but now you can get it for three months to see if it's for you. And I Guarantee it will. I've lit. I've honestly had a Cineworld Unlimited card since 2010. You know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm a decade plus user. And available to pre-book now is James Bond's No Time to Die which is out on the 30th of September, again in IMAX, 4DX, ScreenX, su- 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 Super Screen, and VIP, VIP. You can also pre-book tickets to a special 20th anniversary screening of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which is taking place on the 29th of October and the 31st of October. So if you want witches and wizards for Halloween, get booking your tickets. Excelsior. And we've still got some events cinema coming up for you next month. Cliff Richard, The Great 80 Tour Live is on the 27th of October. So click the link in the video description below to book that now. Well, let's get into your comments from last week's episode on YouTube. Please go over and leave some comments on the YouTube episode from this week as well. Uh, seeing what you what you want to see from Batman and The Flash and just a, a blending of all the DC movies. I think every DC movie from now on will just have 30 versions of each character in. Yeah, every single instance of them appearing in animation, comic book form, movies, television, all of that, all in one film. Michael well, Keaton's you... playing all of them, and <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great. Well, you make light, but um, a, a few people, because you know, a discussion point from last week's episode for here was what's going to go on in the Venom 2 post credit sequence, which everyone is raving about. 
And Ross Cruikshank here on last week's video says, it's got to be Miles Morales in the post-credits. I definitely That's thought animated Mark. one. Well, does it? It doesn't have to be that Miles Morales. They did like they have teased Miles does exist in Sony's Spider Verse so far because his uncle exists in the Spider Verse, played by Donald Glover. Mm. Pretty sure it's his uncle. Yeah, and uh, he he so he was in he was in Spider Man. Was he in the original Spider Man? Yeah, Homecoming. Yeah, he was in Spider Man Homecoming and. As he's in it, you would assume that then his nephew is in it. So Miles is most likely, his his family's in the universe at least anyway. So I think Miles would be a really good choice. You don't want to see some kind of Who Framed Roger Rabbit animation live action blend? Well, if if you're going to do that, why pick Miles Morales? Why not Mm. do Spider-Ham, the breakout (sighs) star of Into the Spider-Verse? You see, that's it. I think if Miles Morales turns up, I don't see everyone going so crazy in Venom at the end of Venom 2. But if Spider-Ham shows up, mm. or Nicolas Cage as uh, the, the noir Batman, uh, Batman, I've got Batman on the mind, the noir Spider-Man, yes. See, I think, yeah, I think if it's, if it's going to be anyone, I don't think it's going to be an animated character because I don't think it fits Venom's vibe if you'd catch my drift. Mm. Um, so is it going to be, I think it's got to be either Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland swinging in or swinging past the screen, something like that. Or it has to be, it's got to be something that's going to make people sit up and take notice. So it's got to be something they recognize. And I don't think that's necessarily a character. I think that's more likely going to be an actor reprising their role. If you know what I mean? So like in the same way that some people popped for Alfred Molina, in the uh, No Way Home trailer, like it's got to be on that same level. Like, is it is this going to be like Willem Dafoe coming back as uh, as the Green Goblin, uh, Norman Osborn, or are we going to get sort of like something as is it James Franco as Harry? <laughs> I like your bit of wrestling parlance there. Pop the movie fans are going to pop. People popped, yeah. Well, the rabbit uh, here says the only Spider Man I want to see in Venom. Is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? I definitely think Andrew Garfield fits that universe. That sort of—I don't know if Venom is an offshoot universe, but I think Venom's style seems to fit more with the Amazing Spider-Man movies to me in my head. Um, unless you're taking emo Tobey Maguire, obviously from <laughs> Spider-Man Three. Only in that thirty-minute section of that film does Venom that Venom fit in. I mean, is it? Is it old Eddie Brock? Topher Grace? Is it Topher Grace as Have old Eddie seen... Brock that appears? Well, I don't know if that would get a huge reaction from the audience. It would from me. I'd be like, what the <laughs> hell, man? This is mental. I really like Topher Grace as an actor. I, th- I thought that was going to be his big break. Yeah, well, unfortunately, they dispensed of Venom in a film... Venom, the coolest Spider-Man villain of all time. They dispensed mm. with him in a film that they also crammed in uh, the new Goblin and Sandman, and Venom just got a very small section at the end and was defeated. Yeah, that's the perfect. Well done. I I don't know if you've seen this, but Topher Grace actually did uh, ask me anything on Reddit this mm. week, where he was asked about, "Are you going to be in No Way Home for Spider-Man?" And he actually said, this is a genuine quote, 
The plot starts with Peter Parker, played by Tom Holland, a bum that everyone knows his identity, and then some crazy S-word happens with Doctor Strange and Doctor Octopus, played by Alfred Molina, as they come into his dimension. Then Electro and the Green Goblin hop out of one of those energy circles, and they're like, it's spider-stomping time. Then Tom Hardy and I pop out and battle each other, and I win, obviously. It's like not even a fight. I just kick his ass immediately. Not to give too much away, but there are also some actors from the original 70s Spider-Man show. Aquaman and Batman, Affleck, not Keaton, crossover. And thanks to Disney, <laughs> Han Solo's ghost from Rise of Skywalker and that e-robot from, from Wall-E. Again, please keep this between us. <laughs> Oh, he knows what he's playing at. Screen Rant have got uh, 17 articles about that. <laughs> Sorry for the spoilers there, folks. Should have probably done a spoiler warning for Spider-Man. Um, let's see more comments from you. Path Agarwal says, Nick Cage as a live-action Spider-Noir would make any crowd pop like crazy. That's true. We'd have to take the mask off, though, for it to truly be revealed as Nick Cage. Hmm. Also, because, like... I think Nick Nick Cage was great as Spider-Man Noir in the animated film. Have you seen Ghost Rider? Because I watched that recently. I've not watched it since. I was oh a man, it's so bad. <laughs> I rewatched <laughs> it being like, I really like I really like Ghost Rider, but my God, that film is awful. And Nicolas Cage is the wrong choice to be Johnny Blaze, but man. Well, sp- speaking of that era of Marvel movies, you know, it's was, it was only a couple of years before. The MCU kicked off. It's re- yeah, it's really like, not that. It's really not 06, that long. Oh six, oh seven. Mm. So it's, it was Hulk very time. soon after that, I think. Also around that time was Tim Story's Fantastic Four movies, which I like. I I'm the only guy who likes them. Uh, Dave Marchetto says maybe the Sonyverse is a universe within the Marvel multiverse, and then memes for the win replies. Nah, homie, it'll most likely be Chris Evans' Johnny Storm flying through. <laughs> yes. Really beefy Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah. um, Callum Millward says, I don't know what it would be, but presumably Marvel Cinematic Universe based, as Venom is apparently not in no way home. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Amadeus has got some fantasy booking here. Venom doesn't need to be. What if it's Doc Ock trying to recruit Venom and possibly Carnage for a Sinister Six movie? Oh, so they do like the inverse Nick Fury. Mm. Doc Ock goes around and and brings everyone into the Sinister Six in their their standalone movies because we've got Morbius, we've got Craven. Venom does this one. So that's, that's three of six. And Doc oh Ock, so that's four. So he only needs to get two more. So two more standalone movies, and suddenly you've got a Sinister Six movie. And then you build to a Sinister Six versus Avengers movie or whatever mm. other thing. Um, for, for that framing to work, I think it would... Doc Ock, for me, isn't that kind of guy. He's a bit of an unhinged lone wolf in my, in my head. He wouldn't recruit other people. That would be Norman Osborn for me, who would be going yeah. around making those requests so like i said uh, willem defoe then yes mm. uh big dirty <laughs> says loki would be a good one he can go anywhere. loki loki would be a good one he can go anywhere but so i think a lot of people can go anywhere in the multiverse right now mm. um zedrick copeland 
I'm hoping that it is a, tr a teaser to let you know that they are going to make the Insidious 6, Sinister 6 movie. A lot of people want that to happen. I don't really think of Venom when I think of the Sinister 6. No, it's Doc Ock, Doc Ock Goblin, uh, Vulture, Electro, Scorpion, Kingpin. and Rhino, usually. Mm. Um, I believe. Stone Sting. If it's a multiverse Spidey, it would have to be Garfield because Maguire's Venom was already revealed. Mm. Uh, and Mike T, finally for now, I'll say, is uh, going to throw a wild guess here and say it's going to be Deadpool. I Yeah, I, I feel like Deadpool's a, a fun shout as well. Like yeah. Deadpool would fit the Venom verse, I think, as well. And like, yeah, he, I think he's someone who can pop up in plenty of places without really disrupting too much. But he's under Disney's banner now, isn't he? So I feel like I feel like the end is going to be Sony centric because mm -hmm. I think the the thing that people are saying about No Way Home is it's probably more it's not going to bring Sony Spider Verse into the MCU. It's a way to untether Spider Man from the MCU. And bring oh, him into his own multiverse. Bring his bring him into his own Spider Universe because currently he exists in the MCU as well. So maybe it's a way of bringing him and centering certainly Spider Verse as this offshoot branch on some timeline somewhere, uh, and that becomes its own thing. You might want to say you're trying to remove Spider Man from a web. Mm, a tangled, tangled web. Ooh. Well, on Ooh. that excellent bit of insight. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us today. And please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the What's On at Cineworld podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are here every week running through the biggest movie news story, along with what is coming out in Cineworld cinemas. And to get very excited about movies in general. And if you haven't already, go over to the YouTube video as well. Leave a comment there and me and Laurie will answer those comments on next week's episode. But for now, I've been Ollie. I've been Laurie. See you next week. <laughs>